John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. And it's me, John Kiltica, Ed. Your friends, John and Ed. Yes. Welcome back. I didn't go anywhere. To the viewers, welcome back. To the viewers, yes. It's been a week. I'm sure they missed us. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. What do we talk about? We talk about guitars, 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 guitars. Yep. Maybe some fuzz pedals. Yes. Who knows? When are we going to bust out the Oxbox and actually just do amp episodes? We have some surprises on that front. Oh. We're going to do the Oxbox demo soon. Oh, yeah? With a special guest, I'm hoping. I would say that's a teaser to the viewers and to young Ed Peterson. Yeah, I'm working on it. I love it. Where are we recording from? We're in beautiful West Seattle, Washington. It's a little smoky today. It is super smoky. Uh-huh. We've got forest fire smoke coming at us from all sides. All sides. Can totally smell it. Mm-hmm. And the sunsets are nutty. Beautiful. Yeah, you want to see a sun that looks like a wound? Nature just weeping. Yeah. Hey, guess what we have? We've got some community news. Oh. How about that? It's the High Gain event calendar. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, our man Dan over at Spun Loud Effects. Builder of the Shushka Fuzz. Shook Sam. The Shook Shook Fuzz. Yeah, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> you want to try that again? Uh, nope. Okay. Dan wanted me to tell you to tell everybody listening mm-hmm. that there's going to be a local pedal event yeah. in the Ballard neighborhood of Seattle. For all of you that don't live in Seattle or are listening in the future. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Pound rocks. <laughs> Pound rocks. Or sand. Pound sand or rocks. What this is, yeah, is an opportunity for people to see and hear gear. It's free. Yeah. And it takes place at substation. Oh, that's cool. Noon to five on Sunday, October 23rd. For the future people, that's 2022. Okay. Yeah. And that's at 645 Northwest 45th Street. Okay. You know who's going to be there? If you like fuzz. Yeah. The Dirty Haggard Audio Death Fuzz. Yeah. It's got a skull on it. It's the gnarliest fuzz you can imagine. Yeah. It's designed to rip your face off or yeah, something. Yeah, rip your face off. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be there, of course, Spun Loud's going to be there. Radio Mule, Benedict Amplification, Foul Sounds, Robot Graves Industries. More than 20 brands from across the continent, not just Seattle brands. If you show up, Ed, mm-hmm. you'll be able to try out gear at silent demo stations. You can bring your favorite guitar if you want to plug in. Okay. That sounds like a pretty decent event. It sounds awesome. Yeah. It totally did not sound like you had notes and were reading off notes. That sounded like you just had internalized the information yes. and you were able to kind of give it your own John spin. That's right. If you heard the rustling of paper, that is just imagined. But it does sound like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Beverages. Beverages in. Yep. Doing a little weedly weedly there. Some hammer-ons and maybe some pull-offs. There yeah. might have been some hammering and some pulling there. Yeah, yeah. My head definitely snapped up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you have some more uh, creosote. Yeah, I got my container of fuel with some creatine in it. And I went to Uptown Espresso with my good friend Uncle John. Yes. And Ed was lovely enough to buy me a soy latte. How's the foam on that thing? The foam is velvety. Of course. It is the home of the velvet foam. Yep. In case that latte doesn't jack me enough, I've got a classic Coke. (laughs) That should do it. Yeah. Yeah. This, Ed, is an Epiphone Spirit. Mm -hmm. Any idea what that is? Let me tell you what I do know about this guitar. Yeah, what's it look like to you? It looks like a Les Paul Jr. double cutaway. Yes. Love it. Yes. Single pickup. Yes. Volume tone. Love it. I would say you can date the guitar based on the font on the headstock Uh and the bridge and pickup. Visually, the way they look. You know, like you can drive through a neighborhood and see a house and go like, oh, well, all of these houses are old. And then here's a thing that was built in 1972 to 1980. You can just spot those houses that stick out. Yes. It's like 80s. Yes. And the big spoiler was it's badged USA made Epiphone. 
Yeah, on the headstock, yeah. it says Epiphone USA, yep. and then two small little letters KZ for Kalamazoo. Yep. So in 1982, which is the year this came out, and it mm-hmm. is the year this guitar is, Okay. what are they doing making Epiphones in Kalamazoo? Once they went overseas, I did not know there was a USA line. I did not either. So let's just back up a little bit and see if we can kind of trace the roots of this. We know that in 1957, Epiphone sold itself to Gibson. In 1958, a year later, they got to work, Gibson did, making a new line of Epiphone-branded guitars. Mm -hmm. That's cool, too. Two years after that, they moved all Epiphone production out of the old facilities back east into the Kalamazoo plant. Yep. We're just establishing a timeline. Yeah. With that table set, into the 60s, they're making casinos and Newports and all the Epiphones we know about that were made in Kalamazoo. Yep. Until about 1970, early 70s, they up and move all Epiphone production to Japan. Yeah. Except apparently they did not. Yeah. This American-made Epiphone is 1982. When they went to Japan. Yes. They went to Japan. There's not a 1974 Epiphone made in the USA. No. My guess is this guitar is an outlier where for some reason they came back and made this thing. Yes. You know, I almost want to picture it as being just some special deal that they made. There is speculation. Some of it seems plausible to me. Some of it doesn't. But by the early 80s, they were realizing that a lot of copy guitars were still being made in Japan and sent over to the U.S. Things that look like an SG, and we've certainly played a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was brought back as part of the America series. Yeah. By Epiphone USA, they called it. There were three models. Okay. One is the Spirit. This one is a Spirit 1 because it has one pickup. Mm-hmm. There is a Spirit 2 that has two. Okay. The other one was called the Special, which was like an SG. And the third one yeah. was cut out in the shape of the United States of America, <laughs> like a map. I've seen those. Is there a Gibson version of that? There is, yeah. I thought so, yeah. yeah. In the case with this guitar that we got from Uncle Frank at Thunder Road Guitars mm-hmm. was a hang tag from 1982. Yeah. So you want to know what they said about it? Remember, this is the first time they're coming back to the U.S. Yep. in, what, 12 years? John has internalized the information and is not just reading off the back of a card. No, no, not at all. Okay. But I am. Okay. Some things about this instrument are obvious. It looks good. It feels good. The price is right. And it's obviously an Epiphone. Oh. The surprise is when you plug it in. The sound says it all, Ed. This is an instrument conceived from a grand alliance. Ooh. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, I like and that. And forged right here in America by uncompromising craftsmen. It's one of the America series by Epiphone USA, a new breed of fretted instruments, not only designed and backed by Gibson, but now built by Gibson. Epiphone USA and Gibson were making music together again. I'm not going to go ahead and bury the lead or anything, but I guess I have (laughs) questions from that. Like the one line that jumped out at me, the price is right or whatever. Uh They're calling out affordability. I'm curious about that. I'm curious about where they tried to place this thing in the market. 
Okay, let's talk about that. You okay. mentioned that it looks like a Les Paul special. Junior. Uh, junior, sorry. Double cutaway, single volume, single tone, one pickup. Yep. In 1982, when this thing was introduced, where are they positioning this? There's a Gibson equivalent of this guitar the same year. There is. $1982. Okay. What yeah. are you paying for this Epiphone Spirit 1? I'm going just pure gut. $230. Oh, this was $574. God damn it. In today dollars. Yeah. That's like 1700 bucks. Okay. Very interesting that you undershot it. Yeah. They only made these for about a year uh-huh. because they didn't sell well. Okay. People thought they were too expensive. Yeah. It was supposed to be the inexpensive alternative, but not only was the price too similar to what a Gibson would be anyway. Right. This is exactly the yeah. Gibson. Same features, made by the same dudes in the same factory Just on the same day. Headstock stamp. Yeah, that's the funny part. Once they discontinued it, mm-hmm. partly because they were closing the Kalamazoo plant and moving to Nashville, they wanted to keep making them, but not Epiphone. Let's just stick with the Gibson version. Right. So if you get a Gibson version from about 1984 or so, look very closely at it because all they did was took any leftover parts they had and silkscreened the Gibson name over it. So you might be able to see. Yeah. So on some examples, you can see the Epiphone logo kind of <laughs> peeking through from underneath. The Norland guys, right? That is how similar they are. Yeah. That is to say identical. Right. So if you get this, it might as well say Gibson because there is no difference. For sure. There is what appears to be the subtlest bevel on the horns. Looking at it straight on, you don't see it. But then looking at it at the right angle, you can totally tell they beveled it just a little bit. Just enough so the light would catch it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. The pickup is a Tim Shaw design. It's a reissue of a 1959 PAF pickup. It sounds pretty good, I think. Tone all the way up. Tone all the way down. Give me a little 1981. Love it. Let's put some of that dirty, haggard audio death fuzz on there. Yeah. I'm just going to do that because Ed likes it. I love it. I got to tell you, if you want some just nasty fuzz, this dirty haggard death fuzz, jeez, you get this pedal and you're rocking it, Mm. but then you get a skull on the front of it. Right. bridge you noticed the bridge earlier it's a wraparound tailpiece and a bridge in one yeah this is a shallower four five five bridge and these parts are separate if you unstring it the wraparound part actually comes off got it i kind of like this design 
a little more adjustable, whereas that kind of wraparound you might get on a junior. Right. It's either intonated or it's not. I'm super duper into it's either intonated or it's not. Yeah. A lot of it's probably just visual. You can look at this guitar and because it's got that cream color on the pickup. Right. It just dates it. That bridge and that pickup colorway effectively. I just don't like. Well, speaking of colorways. You could get this in red, white, black, or natural. This particular one, additionally, is antique violin burst, a darker sunburst. It's a mahogany body with a maple top, which is kind of cool. It's not real heavy at all, which is nice. So by 1983, the Epiphone ones, Mm -hmm. they're done. 82 to 83. Okay, one year. They continued putting the word Gibson on the headstock until about 86. I wonder... If that coincides with how shitty Gibson was doing all up. Yeah. Because in 86, that's when Henry bought Gibson. Sure. New Orleans era Gibson was sucking wind anyway. (laughs) So I wonder if they just stopped the spirit guitar when Henry bought them. Maybe he comes in and it's like, okay, what's all the crap that we don't need to be doing? It also just kind of reeks of one of those weird experiments. Something will be a hit if we just make enough stuff This was driven as just like a marketing thing. The only other thing is that the cutaway exists at the 20th fret here, as opposed to a lot of juniors or it's at the 22nd. Is that like almost exactly what the bevel is? Yeah, who knows? Huh. How could they mess that up so badly? This is a ripper of a guitar. Mm -hmm. But then to make it competitively priced with the one that says Gibson on it and expect that people are going to buy it in any quantity. We've seen companies do that over and over again. Can you imagine the arguments that must have been going on? Oh, let's put Epiphone on it, and then we will make a bunch of dough on the low to mid market. But wait a minute. You're using the same dudes and the same components, the same materials. How do you figure that? Well, it says Epiphone on it. Yeah, but boss, it's costing (laughs) us the same. Just put Epiphone on it and charge less. No! Right. Bean counter stuff. That's probably what happened and why it was a failure. You're telling me like two grand in 1982 dollars, and I just get to pick if I want a Gibson one or an Epiphone one? Gibson, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Especially when it was known that most stuff was getting manufactured overseas, you would look at this and just go, oh, it's an Epiphone, it's made in Japan. I wonder if they were trying to rehabilitate or reverse that perception, and maybe they didn't care what it was going to cost. Yeah. But then it all went sideways, closed down Kalamazoo, move it all to Nashville, Sell the company in 86 to Henry. We haven't done one of the USA Epiphones in the current line. The new ones. The new ones, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm super interested in those because it feels like this is kind of an American manufacturing, bringing jobs back kind of thing. And that's as it should be, too. Epiphone was an American brand anyway. Right. Are they going to screw it up with this release, too? At least the messaging feels better. Right. If I were going to buy a guitar today and you could get a Gibson 335 or a Epiphone Casino, yeah, like one of the USA casinos, I would definitely have to sit down and I think it would come down to playability and not the brand. I wouldn't not get the Epiphone because the perception of it. No, I wouldn't either. Here's one thing I didn't mention that I probably should. We've played any number of Les Paul Juniors that have the big baseball bat neck. 
Yeah. This does not. Nope. It's a nice, thin profile neck. Very comfortable. I kind of like it. What kind of finish is on it? Like, is it a nitro or? It is. Yeah, yeah. Because it's got that linear checking in it. Oh, yeah. It has a little bit of checking in it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It all runs like with the grain. This thing's really nice. And it's in great shape for a first year, 1982. First year, 82. Last year, 83. <laughs> I wonder how many they made. I couldn't find it. Was it a dismal failure or did they sell any kind of number? How rare is this thing, you know? You got anything else on this guitar? Well. Yeah. When it first came out, the lead guitar player for Huey Lewis in the News was a big proponent of the spirit. Yeah. Every time Huey Lewis in the News comes up, which is not that often, not often enough, I would say. I think of that scene in that movie where Huey Lewis is on a rock and he pees and you get to see Huey Lewis's penis. I had some feedback recently, Ed. Yeah. From a viewer. About Huey Lewis's penis? No, about why Ed talks about penises so much. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. Why is that? My reply was, I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine it comes up that much. <laughs> it's a known fact. There's lots of things that are known. Milton Berle. So you said. <laughs> you gotta try it. Hey, Ed. Yeah. It looks exactly like a Les Paul Jr. Yeah. Because it pretty much is. Right. The Epiphone Spirit, 1982. Buy or deny? Bye. Bye. I think so. Yeah. I like the neck. Like you said, it plays great. And I think the reason I would throw it into the buy camp is it's a little of that Gen X-y, contrarian, kind of ironic thing. I really dig Junior's. And the double cutaway specifically. Yeah. If this thing were TV yellow or black, oh, it would be like hard buy. Sunburst? At least it's a darker it's sunburst. It's very dark burst. Yeah. But like single pickup volume tone. Love it. I think it's cool. What about you? I think we've got a double buy on our oh, hands. Oh my God. Yeah. I really don't see any reason not to buy this guitar. In fact, if you looked up, I guess in 1982, Les Paul Jr. Right. Gotta be way more than this one's going for probably a thousand dollars more which is a full half a guitar more exactly yeah so there you go your mileage will vary depending on where you're looking but one that says gibson on it is going to cost you more than this and it's the exact same instrument mm -hmm. well you know we'll take lots of pictures of this the epiphone of the epiphone spirit, spirit like we do uh-huh. And we'll put them up like we do. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Uh-huh. And people can look at them with their eyeballs. Oh, I bet they're going to love that. And that will be on our Instagram, our Facebook, or www.thehighgain.com. People are super familiar with all of those. Familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else? Mm. We are still, oh. amazingly, I don't know. Uh, part of the Ronus Media Network of Music Related Podcasts. We had a 
quarterly check-in. Yeah. Things seemed okay. They did a little check-up with us. They really didn't seem mad. Surprisingly, (laughs) everything seemed okay. Yeah. Maybe that's just a sign they're not listening. They're crafty. Oh. They're not tipping their hand. They did invite us over to their studio. Maybe that's just a trap. Right. Uh, We're going to go in there. There's going to be tarps on the ground. Oh, we're going to get made. We'll let you know if anything like that happens, or if we don't let you know. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, then. Bye. Bye, Ed.